Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein karen and chris are still off uh it shouldn't be much longer now they just had a lovely baby girl this weekend her name is ellie once we get more information i will pass it along but everybody is happy and healthy uh this week i am lucky enough to have a couple of family members with uh with me this week Uh, i'm gonna say about a week week and a half ago my younger brother contacted me and he said hey if you ever need any guest hosts, my wife and I will be happy to help. And I responded to that with, um, you actually listen to the show? Which, of course, he does, but I, I just don't think, you know, well, whatever. Brian and Stephanie, how are you? Doing well. <laughs> After 49 doing- minutes. See, what the people don't and know. Wi-Fi connection is working, we're doing great. I'm sure they can hear it in your voice yeah, after the fourth <laughs> attempt of trying. Uh, really, was it only four? Because I figure it was more. We were having some technical difficulties earlier. Um, I'm sure they'll show up in the stingers at some point in time. Um, but when <laughs> that's why that's why you're begrudgingly saying the word lucky. <laughs> yes, this is I'm family thrilled. duty now. <laughs> He's saying that through gritted teeth, ladies and gentlemen. It has become a responsibility. Whatever. <laughs> um, See you at Christmas. <laughs> this is no, no, no. This is all your gifts right here. You see that? I'm making you two famous. <laughs> you gotta be a big star, Rock. Um, so when you and I were, were talking, I said, "All right, there's a couple of things you need to to know or be able to do to be on this podcast. One is be able to connect with me via the internet. Sort of check. Be a- check. Check. <laughs> be able to record your own voice on your end. Apparently, we got that handled. And then I said." two of you need to agree upon a show and that's when all communication went silent for about five days <laughs> five days oh well, he only brought this to me today oh, bullshit. So- I'm about the other day we, were, we couldn't decide on a show um and as i was all right so today is sunday i must have been into my seventh or eighth hour of watching the show we are about to talk about he's like hey can I call dibs? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. There's not a real long line of people wanting to <laughs> jump onto this show. So, we are going to be discussing the Netflix show Luke Cage, the pilot episode. Now, we're not going to delve. Uh, we're not going to delve at all outside of the pilot episode because, from my understanding, you guys have only watched the pilot. Correct. That's yeah. right. That's right. We brushed up on only the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I uh, about so we've been recording for fifty-two minutes. I'm gonna say about seventy-three minutes ago, finished watching. <laughs> the thirteenth episode of this show. So I have a little more knowledge that I'm gonna have to just keep under wraps because I'm not gonna ruin it for you guys. But. Please. Thank you. I know. I, see, yet again, another gift. 
<laughs> so it just keeps on giving. I know. It's the you know. I am. I'm that guy. You know. So tell me, how did you feel about the show? What do you got? All right, Steph, you want to go first? Uh, I'll let ladies go first. Go ahead. Okay, great. Um, well, I loved it. I loved the feel of the show coming straight after watching Jessica Jones. Did, I like, still kind of had that that grittiness and that it felt kind of real, like the parts of it are new, like they might actually be filming in the streets of New York. It could be Canada for all I know. But <laughs> it's a back lot somewhere in the Philippines. What? <laughs> it's Atlanta. It's much cheaper. Tax breaks are Probably. filming are much more reasonable Probably. down that way. Did you just I, finish watching what's Jessica Jones? Today. Uh, uh, no, okay. but we rewatched to brush up a little bit on his backstory. Okay. Yeah, Steph, Steph needed the refresher on, uh, I get because he wasn't he wasn't really in the last episode of Jessica Jones no. per se, but like the last couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to see where his story arc ended. That way, kind of you know you, you brush up. That way we don't have a repeat like we did with Suicide Squad because yeah. we saw Suicide Squad and Steph has never seen Batman v Superman and it ruins it for you in like the first two minutes if oh. you haven't seen it. Oh, that's she, she goes, oh, I guess I'm not seeing that movie now. <laughs> Don't worry, Spoiler. you'll be fine. <laughs> you didn't miss much. <laughs> stabby, um, stabby, yelly, yelly, Martha, Martha, we're all friends now. I just surmised, why did you say that I just surmised the movie for you. You're all good. Aww. They're two guys. Well, they you are. just saved me three hours, I guess. Yes. Yeah, really, really, Thank you. I, I sacrificed the plane ride for you. <laughs> um, I myself, I love the show as well. Um, I've, I got the sense that it really paid a nice homage to the 70s era, which really Luke Cage comes out of. You mean the black exploitation? Um, I, I was going to try to be a little bit more PC about it, but sure, your word's not mine. Um, but it still, it did this nice balancing act, and I'm only talking just the first episode mm-hmm. here, but it did this nice balancing act of bringing the story into modern day, but still kind of maintaining, you know, the Shaft-esque type music. Kind the of still, soundtrack of this show is amazing. Oh, yes, it's it awesome. Is. Oh my and goodness. from from if if I'm right, I understand there's there's some sort of musical performance in each one. Yes. Each episode. Yes. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing who else they kinda uh put into the to the show. How do they how do they kind of work that up? But so far the soundtrack's been amazing I'm, and it's very appropriate. I'm gonna so. give you a little tip, a little hint, a little help, because the music is amazing. And the first episode, I can't remember the actual which guy was actually performing, but that was the one and only time the performance and the music matched. Yeah. So oh, I see. every okay. other time when the music playing, you could pretty much close your eyes and just listen to the music, and it and it and it's better. But other than that, so cool. The the the, the soundtrack to the show is stellar, and it's not it's not like it, it, very little of it is new. It's all classic old R and B, and it's just great, great, great music. But go ahead. Um, I I also kind of like how this kind of furthers Netflix's exploration into like the darker side, darker deadline stories of Marvel. This is kind of like Netflix is kind of like the living Marvel Knights, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they started with the violence and blood and Daredevil. They kind of talked about PSTD and you know even some borderline rape issues with Jessica Jones. Yep. Yeah. And now that now they're going to start getting into like a little bit more you know racist type issues with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think they kind of they dance on that line. They do such a nice job with it each and every time. So we're yeah. I'm really looking forward to this series here. The the Netflix run has done a, a really phenomenal job in storytelling, and not making it 
movie big. Um, this yes. is this is very grounded. It's very realistic, mm-hmm. especially seeing as they're people with superpowers in it. <clears throat> um, I mean, I, the, let's start at the beginning. The opening trailers or the opening montages of all of the Netflix shows are really good. Yeah. Like the this one is. I'm going to assume it's a silhouette of Luke Cage punching something. Yes, yes, because he's so muscly that they were just ripply. projecting. <laughs> ripply they and were just veiny. projecting, like, this is Harlem on his body. And that like, was amazing. Like, yeah. visually, they did such a good job. Um, but the premise of this show is a superhero that doesn't want to be a superhero. He wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And yes. what happened at in Jessica is he helps a little bit and pretty much gets a shotgun to the face and then That's sort of exactly like what happens. <laughs> sort of bounces for the rest of the show. <laughs> ow. Ow. Um Mike Coulter, I, I I don't I cannot no matter how, like I thought about it for a while. I can't think of a better person to be playing Luke Cage. Like he came out of nowhere for um Jessica Jones, like he wasn't on a short list or anything, uh-huh. but he is doing a. He did a phenomenal job. For you, he is still doing a phenomenal job. Um, yes. <laughs> Misty Knight, I did not expect her character to be in the show, which is I did not either. Uh, she is like all right. Let's. I'm just gonna go through. I'm looking at the IMDb page, and I'm Peter. trying to. Okay, so Luke Cage, Cottonmouth, Misty Knights, Shades. Uh, 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 Chico, I know, is a character. Mm-hmm. Like, these are yeah. all directly from comic books. I think yeah. Pop was a character as well. Yes. But, yeah, he was. I mean, in, in the in the actual books, mm-hmm. which is, like, I, like, finally, they're doing something right. Like, comic books have been around for so long, and <clears> so many <throat> good stories have been written that, like, they don't have to really go far from the source material. They updated no. a little bit. But that's about it. No, and I, I think, you know, I know essentially we're talking about superheroes and borderline metahumans here. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way they take it from the source material is as if it could, let's say these things could really happen, what would it actually look like? Because, you know, making, I mean, I know we're only at the first episode here, but making Misty Knight more of the the detective base than rather yeah. the freelance agent that she is in the comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a more realistic take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do that with all these co- these characters, because I know Luke Cage is more, his supporting cast of characters in the comics is more exaggerated. A lot of people have more costumes and stuff like that. But <laughs> Oh, brother, just wait. Just <laughs> wait. He's only in a hoodie. Okay. <laughs> this is okay. The thing I like best about the Netflix shows is they are great television for everyone to watch. They yes. are even better television for comic book fans to watch. Because oh, yes. every episode you'll go, oh, oh, they did that <clears throat> just for me. That little scene, that little snippet, that little Easter egg was just for me and my my ilk. Oh, and I, Steph, Steph and I took did notes. That. He had that moment where he, Steph he did I, that when he went to the newspaper stand and Brian went, ooh, 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 ooh. I, I, mean, I mean, hell, even to them just talking in the barbershop when they were talking about all the basketball players, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were talking about one specific kid and they go, oh, this uh, this Russian kid. And the one guy playing chess corrects him and goes, that kid's Latverian. 
And I'm like, oh my god, that's Doctor Doom's country. Like they're even they're even going as far to reference that yes. TV shows. That's how committed they are. Um, when I first saw the trailers for this, this is uh, it was at the end of season two of Daredevil. If you watched all the way through, they released the trailer for or the the the, the mini trailer for Luke Cage. Yeah. I got really excited as soon as I heard that that this was this was really a thing, and in my heart. I wanted to see the bracelets, the tiara, the afro, the yellow blouse, and and in they're getting close. They already started with the yellow blouse. In one of, of the trailers, the they in the trailer that I saw, they gave me the tiara. They gave me the <gasps> bracelets. Okay, they How like they they, that? they. It's not in the pilot episode. That was in a trailer. Okay. Okay. In a couple of like. What I like about the Netflix model is that they make it a 13-hour-long movie that has 12 intermissions. <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, 12 like, pee breaks yes. included. You know, get a snack, get a Gatorade, come back. It's not It's not regular television. Like, I, at one point in time, I, had, I stopped an episode. <laughs> I got up to go do something, and when I came back, I started, let's say, I had worked my way, like, through 40 minutes of the episode, and then I started it again. And then when the rest of that 20, 20 25 minutes, because there's somewhere between 50 minutes and, and an hour and 10, I was like, oh, son of a – because it wasn't the regular formula. I wasn't in act three because I was in the back half of that episode. Yeah. I expected it to go longer because of the way they film it, and that's the right way to do it. I'm yeah. not immediately getting all of the backstory of Luke Cage. You'll get that throughout the, the show. It's mm-hmm. not – there's maybe – Matterings throughout the entirety of the episode, the episodes, um, maybe one or two like full length flashbacky episodes, which are great. I love flashback episodes. I'm really, I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this, I feel they did the most justice to the source material, to the character. Daredevil, sort of great action. You know, they, he looks like Daredevil. Jessica, there really wasn't much that they flashbacked to or yeah. straight up ripped from the comic pages. This, yeah. there is. They, they straight oh, cool. up lifted stuff right out. And oh, that's good. when you can see his the way his path is going to happen in the first episode, in the pilot, he's a guy sort of on the run, sort of in hiding, and everybody that knows his secret is like, dude, you really should be doing more. Yep. <laughs> like, Pops, I love that guy. I don't yeah. I don't even know. Like, he shows up in, like, every third television show that I watch. <laughs> Frankie. Frankie Fashion is a busy guy. <laughs> I lit- He's everywhere. He was, um, I just spoke about a show that he was the Black Sage-like character. Um. Oh, Banshee. All of his shows. <laughs> Every one of them. All of them. I just, I just actually finished binge watching The Wire, and he was the head police commissioner in that. Yes. For all five seasons. There you go. So that's my, that's my familiarity with him. Um. So this, this, for me as a, I don't know, thirty-year comic collector, this is perfect. They did it really, really well, and the, the pilot is, is. Exactly what the rest of the season, rest of the season is. It's paced the oh, same way. Fantastic. The storytelling is told this in the same manner, which Netflix does 
well. Some people think it's too slow, but they are trying to watch it as if it's 13 one-hour episodes, and that's not what it is. It's one 13-hour episode. <laughs> well, and I think it's it's meant for binge-watching. They kind of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think Netflix understands that, hey, you know, most everyone that's going to watch this is going to watch, like, two or three episodes at a clip. Yeah. yeah. At Unlike least. yourself, who've, who have, yeah, at, the, at minimum <laughs> at this point. So I, I think they kind of understand that and they design it now with that kind of in mind. Because I think like the first season of Daredevil, like when you did that, it moved kind of painfully slow. Mm-hmm. And they were still trying to figure out the format. Right. But like season two didn't do that. I don't I don't think Jessica Jones did that. So I'm yeah. glad to hear it's it's like it's like that with this one here. Yeah, they, they in the, the pilot episode, we are introduced to. Everyone, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think anybody is held out. We have all of the cast of characters from the barber shop because everybody yes. that shows up in that first scene is important. Yes. Um, we see Misty. Yes. Uh, did Did you guys meet Shades yet? You met Shades. Yes. Yeah, Shades. But we didn't meet who he works for, Diamondback. They just made I think reference. That's the only to character that they haven't shown. I yet. love the fact that Diamondback is going to be on a television show for you guys. Yeah. I really do. Google Diamondback. You know what? I may just put that in the show notes to show you an image of Diamondback. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I'm pulling that up on the old. I, I, sh- I just showed. Steph has never seen Luke Cage in the '70s blouse and tiara. <laughs> I just, I just that's showed that to her, and went. the face you should have seen was amazing. He was fabulous. Yes. <laughs> And it's beautiful. Uh, uh, Anywho. Um, So, like, oh, the only person. Yeah, no, everybody's in there. I'm, like, trying to think if there's anybody, like, a major cast member that didn't show up in the pilot that gets introduced later. And no, everybody's there. Um, Mariah. Okay, yeah, Mariah's in there. Alfie Woodard. Yeah. Are they gonna Are they gonna acknowledge the fact that she's playing two different characters in the MCU at this point? Well, I don't know. Who else is she playing? She was the one that got Tony all fired up in Civil War when she told her when she told him about her son dying in the accident. That's the oh, Scarlet Witch cause. She was. I don't. That's I, right. I didn't. I didn't look up in IMDb <laughs> if her character is named the same. No. But she is one of the. She's one of like three people in the MCU who has played two different roles. No, thus far. No, no, no. they're not. They okay. don't talk about that because <clears throat> totally forgot about that. Okay. Well, Alfie Woodard has a twin somewhere <laughs> in the MCU. Just a, a, a her good sister doppelganger. Has been wronged. <laughs> it's her Very twin sister. Um. All right. So. The, yeah. Cottonmouth, Mr. Stokes. I can't pronounce his first name. Mahershala. Ali, that's his ah. real name. The actor's name? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But he was really good. What? I really I really enjoyed the uh, biggie underneath the crown <laughs> <laughs> poise shot. I know you see it like a thousand times in the trailer, but it was a perfect setup. He is yeah. one of the creepiest people who doesn't mean to be creepy. Like, his underlying strength is like it's palpable throughout the entirety of this show. Uh, let's see. Well, and he like beat a man to death with his fist today, and he <laughs> he's not he's not super right. No, he is. <laughs> okay, no, he's just he's super just cool. He's just a very <clears throat> he's just a crime boss. He's a passionate dude. man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Woo>. Uh, <laughs> the the 
all right, everything that happens in this show revolves around some sort of tie to the community. Yes. Harlem plays a humongous role in this show, even more than Hell's Kitchen played in Daredevil. Yes. Like, yes. Daredevil, we, know, we knew everything sort of took place in Hell's Kitchen, sort of, seeing as Hell's Kitchen is like just four square blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Harlem, the, the, okay, Harlem, that word is like every 14th word in the script of this show. <laughs> they really need to go out of their way. Harlem, Harlem, Harlem. Which, by the way, what part of town was Jessica Jones from? Because it, it's not like he got very far from her. He's she, still in New York. It was between oh, somewhere okay. in Hell's Kitchen and Harlem, somewhere in between. Yeah. Oh, okay. I whatever, th- whatever that name you give between like 80th and 100th yeah. you know, in Manhattan. There's a, there's a definitive line. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, Smuggler's Quay. <laughs> Um, like he's talking like it's the Hunger Games, like it's a totally different section. <laughs> it's got its own. It's Pan Am. <laughs> no, it is not. They just there's, there are certain lines 10, that that, that, one's that people just don't cross. They don't cross certain lines. So once you hit like a hundred and tenth, that you you, that's, you're, you're, you're heading up higher. They're not going back down lower. That's just the way it goes. Um, but they immediately tie this show into the rest of the Marvel Netflixian universe um, with the referencing of Luke Cage getting shot in the head by Jessica. Um, We immediately see that he is super because he picks up a a washing machine, machine. right? To get a girl's phone. With one hand. (laughs) (laughs) With one hand, really without much effort. And my my favorite part of that whole scene is Pop sitting in the couch going, man, I love it when you do stuff like that. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The, this show is, it gives me hope for the rest of what's coming because Iron Fist is next. I mean, Iron Fist and then yeah, is it Iron Fist then Defender? Yes. Yes. It's Iron, Iron Fist, Fist then, then the Defenders. Defenders. So Iron Fist is a huge leap outside of everything else that this has done because that goes mystical. Yes. Daredevil was just a really good karate guy. If you just if you forget that he's blind, he's just really good at hand to hand combat. Yeah. Jessica Jones, slightly strong. Knew how to handle herself. She could also sometimes fly. Sometimes fly. It's more like it was more like well, falling I, with style. Well, I think too. You know, when they show someone like Captain America, mm-hmm. who has kind of the they they've already kind of presented him in a realistic way of displaying his powers with the super strength and mm-hmm. doing all these kind of crazy uh, judo MMA type moves. It makes it a little bit more believable now when you're transitioning into Daredevil and then Jessica Jones, and yeah, now now you're gonna border on the teeter on the mysticism with Doctor Strange coming in and stuff. Right, right. Have I, you seen a good fight yet with Luke? Um, just one. no, just just at the very end of this first one, mm-hmm. where he goes and he saves the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Um, okay. And his he, landlords. The guy punches him in the face and then winds up breaking his own forearm <laughs> I, bone. I love. I, I call it bullet time breaking. Because, like, I've I've been watching a lot of Smallville lately, and whenever they go to stab him with something, it goes into bullet time, which is that really slow, the camera sort of pans, and you see all the pieces break away and slowly 
floats into space. They do that with this dude's hand, wrist, and I'm going to say about four inches of his forearm. It was painful looking, even though you all know it's fake. Um, Reminded me of that Deadpool scene. Did you see that? Where he punches Colossus and everybody fears the Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) You ever been to a one-leg ass-kicking contest? (laughs) Um, That really wasn't a good example of his fight style. There is very little grace about this man. He is just... you. All of his fights are street fights, and he doesn't need to do anything else. He's super strong. Apparently, everybody constantly forgets that he's bulletproof because the amount of rounds that are wasted in this show is astronomical. The bullets are flying constantly. This he actually at one He's dry cleaner has the hardest time. <laughs> he actually makes a comment that Poor guy. I am so tired of buying new clothes. <laughs> um but like it it's they're doing it right. They're doing it well. I mean, I am not at all, after seeing the entirety of it, I am not disappointed at all. I feel Netflix did it again. I actually got into a little bit of a conversation with someone at a comic shop the other day. Yesterday, as a matter of fact. And they had the same complaints that were like the, that happened for Daredevil and for Jessica. The pacing of it. And that's, <laughs> and that's the problem that people have. That they're, they're, they feel it's too slow. And that's yet again. We'll stop watching five episodes in a row and go out and contribute. Goddammit! <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of these things, too. It's you know, yeah, they're hour-long episodes. They build slowly to a climax, mm-hmm. or they build, you know, or they reference flashback episodes. I mean, and there, there's a couple of these things too where they'll have like, you know, in Daredevil season two, Jessica Jones had a couple of these where they'll have like standalone episodes that really don't involve the main story arc anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're building towards something. So yeah, when you watch all 10 of them in a single day, you're like, this is really slow. But I mean, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Go outside. Put on pants for Christ's well, sake. I mean, when they start, <laughs> yeah, Brian's like, it's full. Get a pumpkin. <laughs> Go outside. Yeah, I just oh. assume everyone binge watches with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> I really, I also like the way too, the way that Netflix really references the rest of the MCU, so you feel that everything's connected with the light, little slight references. It's very different for me, and maybe just because uh, Agents of Shield is network television, mm-hmm. but it feels like they really shoehorn. Oh, Captain America <laughs> is doing this right now, and uh, but you don't feel that way because you just feel that way. This is a TV show that definitely exists in that same universe, but Agents of Shield, for whatever reason, just feels different when trying to make that connection. It feels so like I, it hinges. You mean on, forced? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a necessity in Shield. Yes. In the Netflix world, it's not. It's the incident. Uh, the dude with the hammer, and yeah. I, yes. I'm not even sure. Oh, the old, the they old, were, the, the big green monster, and the old guy with the shield. That's how they, they reference the rest of the yeah. universe. They they made reference to it in like the first ten minutes when some guy was trying to sell him uh, Blu-rays on the street. I like that guy. And it was like to the incident. It's from the incident. This the big green monster, and I'm not talking Fenway Park. <laughs> that guy pops up two or three times in the series. He's oh, fun. That's great. <laughs> Amazing. This is the best footage you'll get of the incident. 4K, baby. <laughs> I mean, I will say too. There, there's been a few other references. I mean, the fact that they're trying to steal at the heist hammer tech weapons. Yes. So you have that Iron Man two connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking. What else? I was uh, Mr. Show prep here with my notes. I'm not. 
<laughs> I'm not trying to. I, I mean, uh, they connected with other ones by talking about his wife, Riva. Yeah. Um, uh, well, they, 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 they connect every possible Marvel connection that they can. And if it's not, if it didn't happen in the pilot episode, it will happen in the rest of them because the, the you have the cinematic universe, which they've already gotten out of the way. Like, boom, they have multiple references to the the comic book universe, where mm -hmm. uh, pops calls him Power Man. Yes. With it, uh, like, what's that? Five minutes into the episode. Oh, it was, it was very nonchalant. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was on. like, to, I had to explain that to Steph. I was like, so that was his name back in the seventies, and she's like, Power Man. Yeah, they really didn't stretch very far. No, <laughs> I, I, I apologize, but you know, he was a big black Afro wearing tiara, strutting blouse. I mean, he made it work. I don't know what to say. He was the hippest guy in Harlem. He absolutely <laughs> was. You're damn right. And they even used the phrase Jedi mind trick at one point. They, I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know they would go across like that, but all right, I'll take it. Yeah. So, so Steph and I wanted to point out the fact that apparently getting a cup of coffee is Harlem talk for sex. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was. Like about three times. What, you didn't oh, know that? <laughs> no. No, now I'm going to be very careful when I ask anyone for coffee. Marvel loves to dance around racial innuendo All right. by being like, that... <laughs> let's get hot, tall, dark. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing that was slightly off-putting to me. Now, I don't mind Luke Cage having sex. I really don't. Yeah. What I minded was it was within the first 30 minutes of the first episode, and it came out of nowhere. Like, Well, like, well one of his superpowers <laughs> is crushing trees, apparently. <laughs> 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 Hold on. If you look it up on Wikipedia, it's under powers Hold on, powers I have to write that down for the show title. <laughs> one of his powers is crushing, is crushing trim. trim. Okay. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Coffee for everybody. <laughs> um. Coffee and trim. <laughs> it, 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 like, it just seemed unnecessary at that juncture. Well, it seemed it seemed weird because it, it went from this woman who was like, "Hey, I really want you. Here's my number." To, "Oh, I'm not ready." To, like, a few hours later, in the same day, yeah. <laughs> "Oh, I met somebody else. Hey, I'm totally into this woman." And you know what? Too, they fine. were kind totally of like over my wife. Both women were in the same age bracket <laughs> yeah. and really like equal level of attractiveness. Yeah. So I don't know if he was just feeling moody. Apparently, you just feel comfortable <laughs> sitting next to your wife, but like, yeah, they were super hot. Yeah, you could say that. I know I can say that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I will say one, one of my other favorite parts in this show, too, was the scene where it cuts back to Cottonmouth and he's playing the old jazz. He's all tickling the ivories mm -hmm. in front of those two girls. Uh, on a keyboard. On a keyboard. So he's like a mix of R. Kelly and Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> well, yeah. if, you, know, if you notice, he is not playing because he stays within like the middle 12 keys the entire oh, yeah. time he is playing. <laughs> he it's nods back and forth a little keyboards. bit. <laughs> it's one of those Casio light-up keyboards. Yeah, yeah. He's not actually he playing. stood up, it was still playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch it again. <laughs> I'll take it. He's playing the instrumental funky version of I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you, know you can what? walk Either away way, from it and still have it playing. Those two ladies were just hanging out in lingerie and their heels, which, you know, as you do. That's, <laughs> That's, I, what, you, I, that's what you do when you're a crime boss. I don't find anything wrong with <laughs> that situation. Yeah. At all, that seems completely normal. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I, I, I really... Sorry. I, <laughs> what I, I keep making references to The Wire, being that it's one, hands down one of my new favorite shows. Oh, I was going to say the other black new show that you watch? <laughs> no, he what? watches Empire as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> that cookie. And everything damn. with Medea. <laughs> Wow, I like that, no, Brian. Okay. You're uh, you're uh, an equal opportunity bad television movie watcher. I like that. <laughs> Let's just put it right across the board. Let's be consistent with that. That's why I think I'm so sensitive because I watch a lot of Tyler Perry. <laughs> Learn a lot of life lessons in that. Yeah, you do. The house at praise. Okay. When Kathy Bates dies. Oh my god. <laughs> Tearjerker. Which also the same woman is in this. It's Alfie it's Woodard's woman. in it's everything. It's a full circle. <laughs> Alfie Woodard. Uh, honestly, yeah. she was my least favorite part of this show. I mean, she really didn't have that much of a part. In I mean, the pilot, no, she it. didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's that's coming. all I have to go off of yeah. right now. Yeah. It's so, coming. So maybe she was what? Well, I would say a good five minutes. Izzy, God damn it! Stop it. <laughs> Izzy has a poop emoji toy with a squeaker in it that she just keeps ramming into one of us with. Well, she wants to play. I don't know what to tell you. You didn't schedule the podcast with your puppy, okay? <laughs> I've been sleeping all day. Now I'm well rested. <laughs> I don't care if it's inconvenient. <laughs> So, I mean, but, the show is great. In my opinion, it's great. The pilot starts it off exactly the way it's supposed to. It yes, it doesn't give you I any... It, there's nothing false leading or misleading about it. What happens in the pilot, that tone, that, that pacing, that is the entirety of this show. And it's it's great. It's really, really good. Fantastic! I'm glad to hear that. That's that's how it actually continues on. There are certain things, lots of action. Yeah, there are certain things that I disagree (laughs) with, but like people that they make more important than others, and so on and so forth. Um, But that's like personal preferences. That's it. They present everything very, very well. Okay, so let me let me ask this question then, since we're only at the pilot, uh-huh. and I, and I won't particularly try to spoil too many details, but outside of making references to other Netflix MCU shows, are there other characters that yes. cross over from said shows? Yes. Okay. In the first episode, you saw a character crossed over. Well, yeah. Okay, I saw one, Which but one? I'm talking about the. Well, I thought it was. Didn't they mention Patty? Patty from Jessica Jessica Jones. Which one's Patty? The the it's Patty the the lawyer the lawyer friend of Jessica Jones the blonde the one of the TV oh show. they may have but there was or a, a radio show radio okay, show okay you know how in the in Pop's place there's a dude in the corner playing chess yes he's, play, yeah. he's playing against someone really yes. oh, I didn't see that okay I didn't see him Who's see he we thought he was playing against himself and I was just like hey this is just like coming to America <laughs> he's just hanging out At, if it's not like if it's not in the pilot. Himself. He says to the waiter, would you try the soup? <laughs> Where's the spoon? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was in the pilot. It may not be. At some point in time, um, the gun runner from Daredevil, the gun runner that shows up in every Marvel Universe Netflix, ah, that, okay. the guy who sells all the, the guns to people. It's constantly getting beaten up by superheroes. <laughs> he just keeps putting himself in the wrong place. You mean the Russian guy that makes Daredevil suit? 
No. No. I mean, the black guy who gets his hands crushed in the trunk. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Come on. He, he pops up and he, like, he was in the episode quite a bit and then I realized he was there. <laughs> like, that was how it was going. He wasn't. No, they didn't show his face in this one. That Then it must be within the next episode or two. But he is. Uh, he Spoiler. is a. Uh, He's not that big of a deal. He's just there. Like that's the yes. th- that, like that's my point. He's just there for no apparent reason other than to go. Hey, wait, where are you in another show? <laughs> no, I'm talking about like main characters yes. though. Like, is there like, are, am I going to see a certain character played by John Bernthal uh, saying you can't protect him, Luke? Or, you know, <laughs> no, no, Punisher does not show up in this show. <laughs> I think they may have referenced like he... him though at some point in time. They they referenced every character. Except for Foggy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, let's just forget about it. <laughs> I liked Mulan. him. I like Foggy too, but they, they just kind of pushed him out. They're like, yeah, yeah we're, we're done, done with you now. You. Um, <laughs> we have the Punisher, forget you. They, they... Oh, remind me after this, I there's a Foggy reference I need to make sure that we talk about after this. I, I don't want to do it recording, but Foggy reminds me of somebody that you and I know. Okay. So you don't want... Just remind me. So you do not want re- it on record? Is that what you're telling Yes, me? I don't want it on record, but we need to talk about that later. All right. Um, well, you guys got anything else? Because we're going to take a quick break. I know. Overall, I really i am excited for the, the rest of the, se- the series. I thought it was a great... Great pace, and you know, I, I hope it just you know stays within the MCU. It's doing a great job so far. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and um, forward always. Ooh, well oh, well done. There. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some news. Stay tuned. Yeah. Hey, gang. Not sure if you've noticed, but it's October again, and over at GeekAid.com, that means the 31 days of Halloween is in full effect. For the entire month of October, we're going to be telling some of our scariest moments and generally putting up a Halloween-themed thing every day. So head on over to geekade.com and get your scare on. It's time again for the New York City Comic Con, October 6th through the 9th. I, your ever-faithful host, will be uh, hanging out at a booth all weekend with the Blue Juice Comics crew trying to sell our wares. So come on over, check us out. Booth 2254. And like I said last week, if you mention this ad, you can get a free hug. Come on over and check us out. Booth 2254, Blue Juice Comics, New York Comic Con. Manhattan's Metropolis Gallery will be opening its new show, Greg Hildebrandt, A Retrospective, on Friday, October 7th, adding another item to every New York Comic Con attendee's can't-miss list. This is the first retrospective for Hildebrandt, who, with his late brother Tim, is among the most revered fantasy and science fiction artists of the last 50 years. Not only will the show include some of their coveted Tolkien paintings that have never been shown before, the artist will attend the opening reception to be held Friday from 6 to 10. The exhibit will also feature a very popular New York Captain America vs. Hitler, which Hildebrand created this year in honor of Captain America's 75th anniversary. New York Comic Con attendees are invited to the Friday night opening at Metropolis. It's a 10-minute walk from the Javits Center. So, if you happen to be in the area, Friday, October 7th from 6 to 10 p.m., head on over to Metropolis Gallery, located at 36 West 37th Street in Manhattan. It's on the 6th floor. It'll be a good time. 
For all this stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, head on over to geekaid.com. All right, we're back. Thanks for checking out the commercials or whatever I happen to edit into that little break. I like breaks. A lot of fun things happen during breaks. You'll never know about most of them. So, all right, let's talk news. I like this first news topic specifically because of what we were we, we were discussing earlier in the show. Apparently, and this is my, I'm fully behind this, that Luke Cage took down Netflix. He broke, he broke Netflix. the Netflix. He broke it with his fist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody is confirming this. All, no. all we know... No one's denying it either. <laughs> all we know is... is <laughs> At about 3 p.m. on the first full day that Luke Cage is available, Netflix went down for about an hour and a half to two hours. Well, I will say, though, this Friday marked a lot of new shows on Netflix that came out with Luke Cage all at once. Yeah. There so was there a was also Eliza Schlesinger's new Did you comedy see that? special. I literally, I, yes. I was watching that. She is very funny. Oh, yes, that was, was funny good. as shit. <laughs> she is the party goblin is like <laughs> I did I was watching that. Wow, total sidetracking. But um, I was watching it and I noted that she ha- like she texted out her hashtags as she yes. was doing it. I was like, that's that's very millennial of her. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta go out for one drink. <laughs> party goblin. Um, yes, in this newest article they did put they did state that a lot of things also came out. Um but it's the first time since 2012 that an outage of this long has happened. It was a couple of hours, which is, first off, pretty impressive that Netflix's servers are that good and mm-hmm. that they were up and running again within that. Like, everybody gets, fortunately, nowadays, everybody's very much instant. Like, I need this now. And if it's not now, you're inconveniencing me. But just think about that. Thousands upon thousands of hours of entertainment are stored somewhere and shipped via magic right to the box that's attached to your television. It needs to take a break every once in a while. And it was an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And oh. it was like a, it was like somebody committed a double homicide. Yeah. <laughs> right in front of you. Wait, I think. I, wait, hold on. Um, which, would you say it was three p.m. on a Friday? Three thirty. Three p.m. On, on Saturday. On a Saturday was. On a set. Oh, okay. And it was up okay. again by four fifty, four forty-five. Within that time frame, over seven thousand posts were posted wow. about it. So yeah, it was trending. Let's just we'll just. Put it. I still remember a day. When Aladdin came out on VHS, and we went to Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and it wasn't available. Mm-hmm. The tw- one of 12 copies was not there. Nope. And you have no other option. That's it. <laughs> You're, that you were it. just SOL until someone brought it back. You can put your name on a list, <laughs> and they may or may not call you when it comes back in. <laughs> so, I mean, and not like... Okay, I I was shaking off the last bout of a head cold, so yeah, I'm going to be married to the TV, but, you know, that kind of prime time on a Saturday, like... You know, it was downpouring on the East Coast, so that is true. That is true. That was an inside weather day, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was it was gloomy. Sweater weather, if you will. Sweater weather. (laughs) Sweater weather. (laughs) I did as I was reading this article. I I did a a click out of this about another Netflix thing that um apparently since 2012 Netflix has cut their available titles to about half of what it originally was. Mm -hmm. So they have street like. 
Okay, I know what happens to me when I don't know what to watch and I turn on Netflix. I will fall down a searching hole for hours. Like, yeah. I will look <laughs> yeah. for something to watch longer than I will actually watch something. I do the same thing. My queue has over 300 things I in don't it right queue, now. though. Like, I don't even queue. <laughs> Like, that would make no. more sense. Like, I would go... We do, too, but it's not like we watch anything off the queue. <laughs> no, like we, we just have a backlog. We have I a backlog scroll. of movies that yeah. we're never going to watch. No, and instead I scroll for the newest thing, and that's the thing I watch. <laughs> when will I seriously ever watch Barbarella? Hey, hey, <laughs> or hey. I when? tried. When? I tried. Uh, it was painful. <laughs> but we have it on the list, just in just case. Just in case. There may be an opportunity. Well, last time I was yeah. up by you, we made sure to get, was that that arm wrestling movie out of the way? Over, Over the, the top. top. I was, I was very, I was very proud of are. making you people watch that. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned my head like this, and I'm be, just like a machine. A machine. <laughs> um, no, but at this point in time, they have between 5,000 and 6,000 titles between their television and movie selection. So wow. it's it's just about half of what it used to be. Now think about how long it would take you to find something if there were over 10,000 hours of entertainment available, or titles, <sighs> excuse me, for you to search through. See you at Christmas. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, all right, let's go from Netflix over to Amazon. Sure. sure. Amazon Prime. Now, I got Amazon Prime because I like to get my Amazon packages in two days for free. Now, with that little added bonus that I pay for, I get television shows, apparently. <laughs> I wasn't really aware of this. Um, Amazon Prime put up a tick pilot. We discussed this on the show not too long ago. Amazon works this system where they put up a bunch of pilots on their you know, their streaming service, and you get to watch them and then vote for whichever show you like. And if it gets enough votes or if it wins, whatever, they make the show. Um, the Tick won, apparently. Like, they're going to be making a full season of this show. Now, have you guys seen the original? Yes. With, with, yes, I've seen the Patrick Warburton version. And the cartoon. I, I get those two, like, those two bleed together for me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, too. I don't remember where he says spoon. I feel like it was the animated version, but I'm... It was, it was, it was the definitely cartoon. the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just literally today watched this pilot because I forgot that it was available to me. It was actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, very reminiscent of the Warburton performance. Uh... I noted that he was also an executive producer on the show. Okay. So, like we had said earlier today, he has some sort of creative control. Um, now, it is starring a man named... All right, let's see if I could do this. Peter Serfanowitz. Serfanowitz, yes. Is he in anything that we know he, of? Okay, without the mask, he is in just about every Simon Pegg movie there is. <laughs> okay. okay? So, Simon Pegg, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay? okay? He's his roommate. Not his, oh. not his best friend, his roommate. Roommate. Yes. Oh, wait, you know what? You know what you would know him from? What? He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the one wait, who wait, called them all assholes. Yes! Okay! <laughs> That's a bunch of assholes. Yes. <laughs> that guy. Um, okay. He's still crazy. He's still over the top. He is a like he's a he's a cartoon character in real life. I don't know what to say. It was actually 
if you've seen The Tick before and you enjoyed it, you will like this as well. I know this guy is British. Is he putting on an American no, accent? Yes, the but pilot? it's that, you know, okay. I don't know if Warburton was actually doing, you know how he. He just has that voice. Yes, you know. But he talks as if he <laughs> is faking an American accent. Okay. Like, Warburton did that as well. Like, he upped his speech pattern to where everything sounds epic. Like that's how he Have talks. Have you ever heard him speak? That's just that, yeah. That's just how he. <laughs> that's how the tick talks. He does it, <laughs> so it works out. It's, it's actually very. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I can't wait to actually see more. Excellent. What else is? That'd be great to cool. so check that out. Along with I love Dick and Jean Claude Van Johnson. So that? apparently those are two <laughs> other shows. I don't know. I don't know how this is like. They need to advertise that more. The Jean-Claude one I've seen clips of, but I haven't gotten to see an episode. And but they it, actually look pretty good. Okay. But I didn't even know about Amazon like giving having having its own prime content as far as television shows are concerned until like that one that Jeffrey Tambor won an Emmy for last yeah. year. Okay. Like I didn't even know it was like Amazon had its own like Netflix scene type service. And that's what yeah. and all. that's uh, like what was my point is that they they need to advertise that more. Yeah. Especially, they just if, assume everyone has Amazon Prime. Right, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody who orders from Amazon, it's like that that pop up window. Hey, you spend another three bucks this month, you'll get Amazon Prime for six years, type of thing. Yeah, then everybody has it. So good on them. Terrible. I mean, hope, what a terrible business. It's model. not a good that business model, be. but I get to see the tick, so I'm okay with that. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, Saturday Night Live apparently <laughs> found the formula. You take the presidential the, the debate. debate and you mix it with the hottest part of Suicide Squad, make it somewhat funny, and you can get the highest ratings you've ever gotten in the past eight years. Well, that that <laughs> did you watch the debate intro? Because that was spot on. I, okay, <laughs> what I did was I pulled up the full thing, their uh-huh. full clip. That they had, which was a good, it was a good couple of minutes long, and I would jump through the video and let the joke run, laugh, then jump. They did a really good job. Like I was, Alec Baldwin was fantastic, <laughs> and and the, I don't know the, I don't, I I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years. Um, Kate McKinnon, yeah, she's she's making it big with the the Ghostbusters. She was in the Ghostbusters yes. movie, but. <laughs> The only part, the only joke that I heard her tell was towards the very end of it, and she's crying, and the guy goes, "Oh, uh, you know, Madam Senator, I, I, you, do you need a tissue, or like you shouldn't be crying?" She's like, "This is just going so well for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't ask for it to go any better." <laughs> it was very, it was very funny, and I didn't see any of Margot's. This, the image in the link that I sent you is kind of scary. Uh, so you know, you didn't see. This is the only thing I did see. You didn't see that. What this is? This image is re- no. in relation to. No. <laughs> so they do this whole skit where it's called a librarian, and they have her being the hot, sexy librarian. This group of guys is staring at her, and you know the one <clears throat> one of the guys gets made fun of, and they tell this guy, they tell the librarian who's Margot Robbie. Hey, this guy thinks you're hot. And she's like, what are you going to do about it? She starts dancing around. But then she starts doing crazy things like pulling out her own hair, pulling out her own <laughs> fake teeth. And she's like, every, all the guys are like, oh, 
my god! <laughs> she like goes to another librarian and snaps the neck of, of another librarian, and they just like they're all freaked out by the end. But it's like hilarious to watch. So I will. Nice to see Margot Robbie getting into some physical comedy there. I she she's blowing up, man. Good for her. She's everywhere. Yeah, I I I, <laughs> I think I must have watched a like four or five minute long video of her talking to camera, just ta- explaining. Uh, Australian expressions. That's all it was. Like yes, giving the English definition that. of what this weird phrase from Australia is. I was like, I'm okay with it. I'll stare at her. And you could not could look not away. Could not look away. <laughs> she's, she's not on a like, look at Yeah, like it's like line. staring into the sun. You're like, yeah, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to. I know I should turn away. I should turn away. I, I, that's it. My corneas are gone. It's fine now. <laughs> This girl's going to read you the phone book, and you're just going to be like, yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got time. Uh, I was going to say one of the better parts of Suicide Squad, probably. I still haven't seen it. So that. what are you saying? If her <laughs> Wi-Fi connection wasn't very good, he would totally be very patient. <laughs> yes, I would work around Margot's Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> Okay, there he is. All right, moving on to my weekly CW talk, or what is it? It's the CW now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not WB. It's the CW. I got, the WB. I got confused. We I did a uh, Smallville last week, and it the whole timeline sort of blended because Smallville went from WB to CW. It was there. It mm-hmm. it straddled the transition. Uh, but it's not part of the overall universe that they're building now. No, but it's where this universe comes from. Like, Man Oshevitz, if you like this stuff, The Flash, The Arrow, The Legends, there's another one. Man Oshevitz. <laughs> like, all of this stuff comes directly from Small. Like, the formula happened and started in Smallville. Anywho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, Legends of Tomorrow is going to be introducing a bunch of new characters that are sort of overlooked in the regular DC universe. The Justice Society of America, which was, I'm going to call it the Justice League B team in the comics, they're Mm -hmm. actually bringing a bunch of those characters onto the small screen. And the promotional imagery that I have seen, they look pretty good. Like, they stay relatively true to the comic book world. Like Stargirl, that's like spot on. Commander Steel, sort of. I see it. I see what they're doing. But the the fact that the DC universe is doing, the DC television universe is doing so well, while at the same time the DC movie universe is doing so horribly, <laughs> is mind wobbling. Yeah. Um, I think I think a, a lot of that has to do with the creative team behind it. I think, you know, Greg Berlanti and his team mm-hmm. are very passionate about what they have in front of them. Yeah, but you would whereas, think by now they would have like, stormed w- the castle. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you got guys like, uh, what is it, Goyer? Yes. Who's running the, the whole film franchise? He was. You know, it's, well, yeah, you know. I don't know if he but, still uh, is, but anyhow. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, I think, when it comes to that. Yes. Uh, when the movies that they're that you know WB should just kind of take the Marvel formula, CW. make a DC, make a <laughs> make a DC Studios for the movies, mm-hmm. and just leave them alone. Just let them do their thing at that point. But there's two. I feels like with Justice League and 
Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, there's like 20 people from a studio executive throwing, no, you should do this and throw that in there. And then, you know, I talk know about nothing Martha. about comic books, <laughs> but if you throw this good looking person in here, people will watch it. <laughs> but with like the CW, the shows are, are actually feel fresh. They feel like fun and they have this energy behind them. The only thing I worry about them doing is like oversaturating with from like all these different B-list superheroes because but most people like, don't know like, that these people are B-list. Even but, the Arrow. Arrow is technically a B-list character. Yeah. He's got a major but television if, show. <laughs> okay, yeah. but, th- but think about it. Now, Arrow, Arrow had so many secondary characters, they had to have a spin-off show about all those different characters and what can we do with them? Yes. Because we spent all this time. Didn't, so it does get a little is oversaturated. Is that still a when show? Did that, what's that? Is that still happening? Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that's what we're really? talking about. Yeah, look live. Look live, Lisa. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm like... <laughs> Well, they were all the spun of out of Arrow in some way, shape, yes. or form. I like Arrow. I like The Flash. Legends of Tomorrow to me was just really boring. I couldn't keep up. Um, it's I I probably tapped out probably midway uh-huh. of that first season just I, because I, the time travel and the different alternate universes, you okay. know, that felt very comic booky to me. Which that's okay, but like keeping up with the storyline frantic pace like that was a little much. Plus. Everyone's a superhero now, so now they're gonna in, now they're gonna infect the second season with a G, GSA version iteration from an alternate world where they're gonna introduce like six more different characters. Mm-hmm. And are you gonna have time to develop story with no. each one of these guys? Is it gonna make sense? Nope. I mean, even down to Vixen. Vixen they introduced in an animated series of the Arrow and Flash. This isn't even the same Vixen from the last few shows. Now it's an alternate version. It's a grandmother or a granddaughter or something like that. Doesn't make sense. I think they just kind of need to take these shows and kind of dial down on everybody else becoming a superhero and like focus in a little bit more story because that's it's the only thing I worry about with these shows. I think Arrow's done well. Flash has done pretty well with it. But now they're starting to get to like, okay, Wally's going to be a superhero now in season three and... Jesse Quick is going to come here, and you're introducing more speedsters, and you're introducing more vigilantes and Arrow's new season. So yeah. just slow your roll and a little bit. Oddly, every every character. Well, that's not true. Fifty to seventy-five percent of the characters on each of their shows, like all the bad guys for the Flash, are speedsters. <coughs> all the bad guys for Arrow shoot arrows. I don't get it. Like a lot of people use um, the bow and arrow. That's true. <laughs> Deathstroke didn't, uh, right? No. Deathstroke was more of a ninja assassin. He was. He, that's why he only lasted that one season as a bad guy. <laughs> well, and then, okay, so wait, it was, it was, yeah, it was the, it was Michael Merlin the first season, then Deathstroke the second season, then who was the bad guy for the third? Um, the, Damien Dark. Damien Dark. He didn't shoot any arrow. But the shoot arrow shooting guy was there. The arrow shooting guy. Which one? The, 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 the Barenthal. That's his, the Punisher? no. No, <laughs> what's his name? The guy, he was the villain in season shadows. two or in season one. Um, Malcolm. Merlin. Yes, but what's his real name? John Barrow. Barrow, that guy. Wow, good job. He didn't even look at his phone or anything. <laughs> I have, I follow all these guys on Facebook for some reason. <laughs> he was in season, but all three seasons. Yes, and he was always shooting arrows. I just still get it. Like there was a, there was a couple of episodes on the Arrow where there was a female. <clears throat> Arrow person, uh, what's this? Oh, Archer? Cuba, Cuba. Jesus, I couldn't remember the that Cuban word. Archer. <laughs> but I think I think even Marvel has that problem because even Marvel's villains technically are all kind of doppelgangers of the heroes, right? Yeah. 
from you know the Winter Soldier being bizarre the opposite. Land. <laughs> yeah, it's, whether it's the Winter Soldier or the Ironmonger or uh, Loki fighting Thor, it's it's all that kind of that common problem. Yeah, but. I just worry about more superheroes being infested into these shows, and then it gets kind of bloated with, like, a super team where it's like, you know, (laughs) they can't all be Civil War where you can do a good job of balancing that. I I actually just started laughing because I pictured that in my head. Everybody meeting together. And on the fifth night that they do not have a comic book show, I think it's Mondays, I'm not sure, but they go, uh, everybody gets together and we all just watch them eat dinner. <laughs> Dinner with heroes. They all go for shawarma <clears throat> somewhere. You pay extra to see that at Disney World. Yes, it's a very long <laughs> line for a very short ride. I I will probably check it out <clears throat> when it does come out later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna have to figure out how to watch it since it's now on, not on Hulu anymore. Uh, CW is putting out their own app if you have a a box like um Apple, Apple TV, TV, Roku. Roku plug okay if you need something i'll hook you up don't worry about it just let me know wink wink, wink nudge, right, cool. nudge. say no say no more gotcha <laughs> all right and finally last news story and this is not really news because it definitely wasn't news to me it was an article that i found while looking through the other real news um apparently someone has enough time at price on comics i don't know if that's a website or if that's a company but they w- it's just a guy. Or it's just a guy named Steve. <laughs> it could it could be. Hey Steve, what's up? <laughs> Steve, big fan of the show, ten out of ten. Um he set out to find and rank cult television shows that were cancelled before their time. Okay? So immediately something pops into my head, but then there's a little box on there that gives it a bunch of criteria. And the four points of criteria are the show was canceled after three seasons or fewer. Check. Okay. The last episode aired no later than 2013. Check. The show aired in prime time. Check. The mm-hmm. show was originally an Ameri- on an American network. So it wasn't a okay. European brought over show. So check. Okay. That's, a, that's pretty well thought out. Well, that there's... Immediately, it's Firefly. Firefly is the winner. Number, Number one. one. And another news: the Pope and is killed. also in my heart as well. Uh, I see this. This article for me was clickbait because the link had the cast image, and I'm like, "Oh, what's this leading me to?" Click. Oh, yeah. This is not news. This is not a surprise. No. What the surprise is was a number of the other shows that that fell in that 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 list for them. How the hell is Joey on this list? <laughs> wow. There were four people that were really, really, really upset. upset. Um, I feel like it was all our family, too. (laughs) Some of the bigger names that don't pop into my head immediately, but then once I read them, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Rome, Twin Peaks, Veronica Mars, Mm. Deadwood. um, Lie to me. I was very upset about Dead Like Me, number 20. But once well, I forget the actor's name, once he left the show, it's, that was Mandy Patinkin. Mandy yes. Patinkin. As soon as he left, too. the show went downhill. Right. So it, like it kind of, death. of had. Once to Mandy Patinkin leaves your show, I know. <laughs> Dead like me, Criminal Minds. <laughs> well, no, Criminal Minds is still a thing. Yeah, but it's not. Pushing great. Daisies was great. Yes, that only lasted like one season, I think. Two, two, two seasons. seasons, I think. I re- I really enjoyed Deadwood, but I don't. Yeah, I think it just made the three season cutoff. Yeah, and, and they rushed the last season. I feel like it came yeah. out of like the end came out of nowhere. 
But all of these shows, except for Joey, <laughs> I, I don't know what the secret circle is either. All the rest of them I know have watched and will probably agree with the fact that, yeah, these are, were canceled before they should have been. Wow, I'm really surprised that Joey is on like, this I, list. Like, I think the secret circle was about witches. I'm pretty okay. sure. I think that was on ABC Family. Okay. Dollhouse, that was one of my favorites. I loved that show. Jericho mm-hmm. was a great show. Oh, I don't. Flash forward. I don't know that one. Wow, you could. See. Wait, <laughs> Dollhouse. Dollhouse was another Joss Whedon. Yes, joint, right? it yep. was a. Yes. Yeah, it was with, good. With with <laughs> with uh, that girl. Oh, what's her name? Elijah, Elijah Dushku. Dushku. She's one of my favorite. She's always on my free pass list. Um, but if we look, <laughs> lucky man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucky her. Uh, I don't. What is? Okay, he's gonna invite her to a cup of coffee. There you go. <laughs> That's a woman you take to Red Lobster, right there. That's right. That is <laughs> Red Lobster. Nice. Right. Um, the, it says the IMDb rating. I don't. What yes. does that mean? Is that the means the, no, it's that is the international movie database? I know, but ratings. What is it? One. It's one hundred and ninety thousand one hundred. That might be people who actually went on to the site and then ranked it, like how you went on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. My guess. Okay. Because I'm one of those people who goes on to IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. You're the reason Joe is on this list, isn't it? <laughs> no. Ah, uh, it's all coming out now. <laughs> no. I never saw Joey. <laughs> no, I, I think Steph would be more re- a reason for Stargate being on this on this list. So. Not universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, Jesus! Oh my God, not universe. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched the other one, which went for like six or seven seasons. Not that was this, the was that the one with uh, um not Matlock MacGyver. With MacGyver. <laughs> not Matlock. With it's the, not Matlock. It's something with an M though. With MacGyver. Yes. <laughs> And it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does get to me still. The the whole it, it, the the hype behind Firefly and the fact that it's still being talked nowhere. About. It's still being talked about, and it's nowhere near on anybody's slate. No. As far as being put back into production, and I mean, like won't. I remember even uh, back in the day when Family Guy was canceled, uh-huh. and there was <laughs> like DVD sales, just like plummeted put it right back in the top spot on rem- fox because do you remember such- the the re- first returning episode of family guy oh, oh my god and they went through like the whole list of like 50 <laughs> shows that canceled the best returning yeah. episode intro ever done yeah but uh you know if all those uh, don't work out then uh, we'll be right back on top <laughs> i just i don't understand with such the public outcry for it and there there have been lesser shows still that have been falling off back again, and for some reason, why is this off the list? What you know? I don't know. What do I do? What do I not know? I don't know. I don't know. What am I missing? It's it's. There was uh, I'm gonna say about a month, maybe two months ago. There was this little Facebook, you know, Twitter thing that popped up, which was a trailer for a fan made animated series of yes. Firefly. Uh, Firefly. It-, it was amazing. It yeah, was yeah. it was stunningly drawn, and the, I, there was no spoken part to it. It was just visual storytelling, and what this guy did by himself was amazing. I could only imagine what would come out of having a, a crew to work on it. it. I like I don't get it. I just I. <sighs> we hit his Let's soft sigh. spot. <laughs> and Brian is absolutely right. You look at the shows that have been s- attempted to be saved 
by Netflix, Hulu, fucking Amazon. We are literally just finished talking about an article that says The Tick is coming back <laughs> yeah. to Amazon God Prime. God damn, even, even like Hulu picked up the Mindy Project. And that from bothers Fox. me. <laughs> no, it was good. But they they but did a they, good job with it, honestly. Yeah, no one will no one will pick up Firefly again. No. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't understand. Well, you need to petition for it to be a cartoon. No, we need to raise enough money to buy the license and then raise enough money to pay someone to draw it and then make the monies from selling it to people. You know what? The the monies. They did. They. You know. They did it for Deadpool. So yeah, (laughs) they did their own online campaign and made it happen. It. It's. It can be done again. But I feel like there'll be blockage. Like I don't know who has the license, and I feel like it's Joss, and he will go. No, I'm not selling it to you. No, 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 no. I don't know why. I don't know if he's a douchebag. I don't think he is. (laughs) I don't get the vibe. No, I. But yeah, maybe maybe that's the maybe somebody feels like, hey, if I maybe I just hold out on this, I could have I could be as rich as that dragon in the Hobbit. <laughs> I was gonna, uh, smog, smog, <laughs> something like that. Maybe maybe I could sell the rights to the show for that amount of money. I, I, someone will point, pay maybe for they it. Could. <laughs> if someone started a Kickstarter, they could pay that amount of money, guaranteed. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. I mean, hell, it's going to do a hell of a lot better than Joey. <laughs> two, two, two seasons of Joey. Holy crap. Look at that. And 36,000 people said, yeah, it, it should have been day. on longer. You know, that means some guy in a suit at NBC was like, the people want more Joey after like the first season of that. <laughs> this is what the people want them <laughs> they gotta give them more Joey Tribbiani <laughs> another 24 episodes <laughs> bought sold print <laughs> <sighs> alright uh, well that's all I got you guys got anything else just say no no okay <laughs> <laughs> no thank you no Evan we were not prompted at all <laughs> no, thank you thank you very much for having me I appreciate us. you both I'm, being on it I'm, was a lot of fun it was <laughs> It was yes. a lot of fun. Had a great time. Thank you very much. Uh, very welcome. Thank you for being on. Like I said, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can send us over an email at mail at geekade.com. Um, we are, I am available on the Twitters <laughs> at geekade underscore Evan. The show is at Twepcast. Chris is at geekade Chris. Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. Do you guys want to give out your Twitter handles? I don't have Twitter. I've never twatted before. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. I'm at least putting a boop right where you said twatted. <laughs> I thought you could say whatever you want on the show. Why is twatted all of a sudden? Because I don't want twatted language. to become known a as a thing. He never twittered it. He has never tweeted is the terminology you are looking no. for. <laughs> for twatted what the sweet fuck anywho sweet christmas sweet sweet christmas <laughs> yes. uh-huh. sweet christmas yeah. all right check check us out at geek aid where we post articles bunch of other podcasts videos we got a bunch of things we post something new every single day guys yet again thank you so much it was a lot of fun i appreciate you coming on next time we do this we just know what to avoid right 
Yeah, just put the just, just plug, plug the, computer the, into the goddamn the computer in to the wire. Lock the dog in the other the room. The dog is fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually sleeping now. Oh, you tired her out? We bored, we bored her to death. <laughs> yes, to sleep. <sighs> all right, from all of us Good here stuff. at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Brian. And I'm Stephanie. Good night. Okay. You know, I fell for one the other day. It had that kid, Minkus, from Boy Meets World. And, and wait, 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 wait. And, don't say it. Don't say it. Hold on. It was Minkus and and Julia Stiles. A picture side. No. No, <laughs> no it, was, it was Minkus and then the girl from Ridiculousness. Oh, the yeah. The blonde, blonde with Rob Deirdrek. Okay. Oh yes, that's who it was. Movie. Yes, <laughs> and, that's... and I was like, I was like, no way! And I totally clicked on it. And I'm like, and then you, you click on it, up. and it's like sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to serious business. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit this hour forty minute show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the first forty-five is like just like a real skipper. <laughs> 40, I could I could fast forward forty-seven point six minutes. <laughs> Although your your first intro might have been the best intro. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, can you splice intros before, I, if, I, before you get you to can. the God damn it? <laughs> before he starts searing at us through the microphone. <laughs> God, I have a couple of guests on today who apparently don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> no mention of how to hardline anything. Nope. I, I, literally, Left that out. I literally said, we need to do a test. And then the last time I heard from Brian, he's like, I, I got everything. Everything's good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I did try it out. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> I'm new. <laughs> I'm gonna try this <laughs> podcast. Mine is yeah. I'm like the old family member that invited you to play Mafia Wars <laughs> on Facebook. And just, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> he just keeps hitting send, send, like. I don't so, mean to keep so, sending these out. Wait. Yeah, yeah. You sure. Serious face. Game. Game face. Game face. <laughs> Lion face. <laughs> Lemon face. <laughs> <laughs> We laugh oh, like I no. can see his face. <laughs> <laughs> Are you nodding at the microphone right now, Evan? Yes, I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.